This episode of The Ball Boys is presented by Burger King Hot Dogs. Ever had a hot dog before? It's pretty much like that. With games already underway, we're doing a deep dive on each of the NBA playoffs' first round series. Let's go! the ball boys we are back coming at you on a thursday night august 20th 2020 we are tipped deep into the nba playoffs uh last time we uh last time we talked to you guys we were right at the beginning of the bubble and now we are uh we're on what night four of the first round of the playoffs so we're just going to kind of go series by series uh see what we're you know what's standing out where we like what we don't like about these teams and uh, yeah, we'll just go from there. What are you guys? Uh, how you guys doing? How you guys been liking the playoffs so far? Night four of the playoffs. The the Blazers. My Blazers have been the playoffs for like nine games now. Yeah, since March. They had that's and I I forgot to introduce who we got here. As usual, that's Jim the Ball Reardon talking up his Blazers. That's not my nickname, but people obviously know that just because I'm the biggest Blazers fan out there. And are Kevin you the Bingham. celebrity? Are you the celebrity fan, Jim? Sorry, I'll let you introduce me, Dan. Um. Yeah, no, why don't you introduce Kevin? Because I'm trying to think if there's a bigger Portland celebrity. That's Kevin. <laughs> now that we've said his name four times. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, I'd say I'm the celebrity fan. Who else? Yeah, I can't think of who else it would be. Fred Armiston? Mm, could be. How many times have you been on the virtual broadcast, Jim? Uh, they won't let me on. That's not fair to the other team. Oh, I thought it would have been because there's no nudity allowed. <laughs> yeah, well, that might be. I just think that they're not telling me because it's unfair <laughs> to the other team. Uh, <laughs> both can be true. You do have a good mug for it. Like I could see you. You know, like if you're. <laughs> I I know you guys can't see me right now, but like think about my face. Could you shoot free throws if if a video of me was playing behind this? Uh, rim? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Um, so yeah, we're, we're just going to go um, kind of series by series with all eight of these bad boys. So why don't we, we're already talking them up. They're playing right now as we're recording uh, game two just tipped um, or they're halfway through the first quarter of game two. Uh, it's the Blazers and Lakers game one, those feisty Blazers, like Jim said, they've been playing playoff basketball for Nine straight games now, ever since they got down to Orlando, they steal it from the Lakers. Um, were you guys, I guess we'll start. Were you guys surprised by this? No, I think we know your answer, Jim, but so why don't you just, why don't you start? Um, well, I, I mean, I've got Blazers in seven, so I wouldn't have been shocked if they had lost, but I mean, they're, mm. they're going to win four. They might as, might as well start with game one. Yeah, I guess we can do that as we go through each series. We can give up. We made our picks before. Before we got started here, before the playoffs got started. So, obviously, Jim's got Blazers in seven. Uh, I had Lakers in five. Kevin, I believe you had the same. Yeah, I had Lakers in five. But I'm, like, kind of kicking myself because when the, you know, the Lakers have looked so bad and it made so much sense that they lost that first game. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I mean, Portland didn't even play that well. And that was just kind of a weird game overall. Like, neither team played well. Neither team shot well. Anthony Davis was scared to shoot. Their offense looked weird. It looked out of sync. 
Um, but yeah, I thought the Lakers were going to roll the Blazers because the Blazers defense, you know, as, as awesome as Dame as everybody's been, the Blazers, I mean, their defense has just been terrible. And I thought the Lakers would, or, you know, just roll them. But we were, we were texting about it during that, uh, the Grizzlies game, like their defense is so like, they're always going to give up the shot, but every, at the come the end of the game every shot seems like it's going to be the game winner that changes momentum but then they just refuse to play defense it's yeah, also right. like the blazers aren't terrible getting offensive rebounds they just don't care about defensive rebounds at all mhm yeah yeah i mean it's it's tough when you have when you when hassan whiteside is getting major minutes as one of your big men that's going to be tough to come by we just got to tip our hat a little bit. He looked he looked good in the game one. Like oh yeah he yeah he had they he had a great him. they needed him and he stepped up. He had a great game, but I don't know how many like good how many good Hassan Whiteside games have there been ever? Like ever. how many more are they going to get? Dan, he's one you of the I mean? organizations in the league. That's true. We've <laughs> talked about this before. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, you can't expect another one like that. I'm just saying that Portland didn't play their perfect game, and they still won by almost double digits. Mm-hmm. the The scariest thing, though, is how poorly the Lakers shot. Like, if you're a, if you're a Blazers fan, like they're not going to continue to shoot that poorly. And if if they just make some of those three pointers, that's a different game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my my favorite sequence of that first game was when. Um, I think it was Gary Trent and Kyle Kuzma traded uh, consecutive off the side of the backboard th- corner threes. Yeah, yeah, I was actually. Do you guys remember? That? <laughs> yeah, that was super relatable. That's been happening a lot. Like I know, I know most teams are talking about the sight lines being awesome, and that's why you know scoring is up and everything. But I, I've seen the most side of the backboard um, clanks than I've ever seen before. I wonder if it's just like difficult from that like far corner i don't know might be yeah yeah i don't know but yeah that was that was my favorite part of the entire game uh, um but yeah, yeah and, and you got to think i was gonna say you have to think that like you said kevin they the blazers didn't really play that good of a game and they still won by double digits and you you got to think that there's at least one dame like dame had an awesome game but he didn't like explode like he has mm-hmm. multiple times yeah. In the bubble, so you got to think there's at least one of those coming too. And and LeBron had like a historic night. A lot of guys yeah, were dropping. Out of that was that was one of those like weird LeBron nights where you kind of just look up and he's filling the stat sheet. Yeah, um, he was. He I don't was know. Playing, I mean, he wasn't playing bad. I'm just saying that he not not once did he try to like take over the game. He was kind of doing like the chill, like LeBron mode. And, you know, sometimes you want to give credit to the defense when that happens, but I don't think that was the case with the Blazers. I just think they kind of looked like out of sync. How many Mm -hmm. assists did he have? Because he had a ton and there were some just like flat out dropped passes. I'm not talking about passes. 16. He he finished with 16. He had 10 in the first half. And yet he was every single one of the, he was, making some unbelievable passes yep. he was yep. and he was that's why i that's why i was that's why i said i don't think it was one of those like lebron games where you just like you look up and he like he just casually has 25 and 10 because uh, because of the way he was playing he was trying to set guys up and trying to get other guys going i think and he was he he still had 16 assists and he could have had probably 26 like he had there were a million like you said jim that just like 
hit guys in the knee or hit guys in the stomach or like they just weren't looking and it flew right by their face and went out of bounds. Like he was, he was trying to get everyone else involved and they just like weren't paying attention. But I think Jim's more talking about, you know, like a, a, like historic night where he had a triple double and like, they still lost the game. It didn't seem like one of those nights. Well, also what what I'll say is when I say historic night, like I saw some stat, like he had some stat where he's like the first player with like this many, like, you know, I I don't know exactly what the stat was, but that's, that's kind of to your point. It was like a little bit, one of those like manufactured stats where it's like, Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I guess he's the first guy to do that, but no one's keeping track of when the last time someone did that was. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I know he went. He's he's second all time on on triple doubles behind Magic now for playoffs. That was okay, um, but yeah, uh, I'm rooting hard for the Blazers. That's for sure. I mean, their team's super likable. Uh, they'd be a cool matchup against against the Rockets too. Um, either would actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um the Blazers are just super likable. I mean, like Dame's the coolest guy in the league. I mean, you know, tip your hat to Jim for being a hipster about that one. Even though, you know, Jim was just the loudest about it. We all like Dame. Jim was just the loudest. <laughs> yeah, I was just yelling, why don't you like Dame? And you guys were like, We do, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard not to. We do. Yeah. Um CJ McCollum's playing with like a broken spine. Nurkic's grandma just died. Uh, they, they just have like such a likable team. That's like going for it. You know? I mean, if they, if they make a run like, uh, that shortened season, who was it? The Knicks made a run out of like the eighth seed or who? Yeah. Made a, yeah. yeah. It was the Knicks. That would be fun. They made awesome. the finals that year. Yeah. Blazers in the finals. Blazers in the Dame in the finals would be fucking awesome. It would be. Um, and this is probably, this is honestly probably his best shot as weird as that sounds with his team being an eight seed, but just the fact that this is such a weird season. I mean, I don't know. You never know what you're going to get with the Blazers each year. Like they were in the conference finals last year, but you know, you got to think the West as as we've, as we've detailed the West is it's tough out there and like the Warriors, the Warriors are going to be back soon and everything. So this, this may be his best shot. Who knows? But do we want to talk about the Dame Paul George beef now, or when we talk about the Thunder? We can talk about it now. It's a little. Or it's no, a Thunder, little. What old, am I saying? But... Sorry, sorry, Clippers. <clears throat> right. Yeah. But um, I just think Paul George is a bitch, and I want to know what you guys think. Uh, I don't know what side am I on. Yeah, Paul George is the biggest bitch of all time. <laughs> yeah. Did you think he was a bitch before that though? Because I mean, like, I did. Like, I. I just think Paul George is the worst. Like, Bev, I don't hate him for that. That's pretty on brand for him. But, like, mm-hmm. Paul George chirping after? Like, what the hell are you doing, man? I've thought he was a bitch ever since he didn't play after he tweaked his leg that one time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Dame was referring to when he commented on IG that he was dodging the hustle. Yeah, he wouldn't play on his. He wouldn't play on a snapped fibia. (laughs) Walking off. (laughs) Oh my god, that's funny. You mentioned McCollum's spine. Like, I think you can like kind of tell. He looks like he's like like, he's not like taking it to the rim as much. He looks like he's like kind of like ginger on it. So like, he keeps downplaying it. It seems like that should be a bigger deal. I'm not the biggest CJ fan. I, I mean. I like him a lot. I think he's kind of overrated. They keep like talking about how he's, I just don't think he's, 
I think he's above average and but not as good as everybody talks about. But yeah, he's he's definitely playing hurt. He just he just is like he seems gingerly out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I would agree with you. Um I mean I don't I think he's the second best player in the NBA, but I would agree with you. He's a little <laughs> overrated. In the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um but yeah, how about uh we we were talking about this um before too on the text um even Blazers Mellow is awesome. Someone oh. who traditionally none of us have liked. He's likable on the Blazers. I love what did what did he do right at the beginning that you texted and you were like, that's just what you you're used to seeing out of Mellow. And then like two plays later he was cherry picking just like you expect. So yeah. he made like he made some he made effort play and like ass- assisted on a like made a smart pass to a teammate or something like that. <laughs> like a hot to a high percentage shot. But then, yeah, yeah. Two seconds later, he was cherry picking and laying it up, laying it up on the other end, which yeah. is good because I want I want Mello to be more like likable and and valuable to the Blazers, but I don't want him to completely change. Oh yeah, hundred percent. He still mm-hmm. yells at his teammates about rebounds too. Oh yeah, no, every, every time, time they they mute, mute, I got this one. He yells at every. <laughs> Every time a Blazers shot goes up, they mute the microphone in fear that Carmelo Anthony is going to scream "fuck out of here" into the yeah, microphone. Fuck out of here. Uh, can this I say great. one thing though? We're, I guess this is this is probably more speaking to LeBron than it is Melo. But everybody's acting like Melo is like fifty years old and like old man yellow, like hobbling around the court. He's like ten months older than LeBron, and LeBron's like supposed to take this team to the finals. Yeah, that's true. I guess it's just, it's just because of the way their careers have gone. Yeah, and, yeah. and like like LeBron gets talked about how like like they're talking about how old he is the same amount. They're just like saying like why isn't he getting worse? Right. Yeah, he's playing the same way now that is that he did when he was twenty seven. Yeah, it's fucking incredible. Like everybody else in that draft class is 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 done. Yeah. Nah, Darko even. I think well, he's he's looking for a comeback. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't put a lot of minutes on the body. Like he probably could come back. He's fresh. He's I, fresh. Yeah. I was gonna make a Robert Swift joke, but I'm not confident if he was in that draft. I'm looking it up right now. No, he wasn't. Um, the funniest guy in this draft is Michael Sweetney for sure. Oh, that's sweet. He's he's fine, right? I mean, he's probably in good shape wherever he's at. He can come back and play. <laughs> Yeah, considering the shape he was in when he was playing a sport for his job. <laughs> yeah. Kevin, how did you not make a Sweetney joke? You love Sweetney. I do love Sweetney, and I did because he like he like legitimately had like a medical problem where he couldn't lose weight, or at least that's what he told us. What diabetes? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got a real Paul George on our hands here. Uh but anyway, um. I have I actually I have the game on right now, game two. It's uh, the first quarter is about to end. The Lakers are up six, but um, so how how do we think this series is going to unfold? Do we still think the Lakers' offense is going to stay as cold as it's been? Do we think the Blazers are going to take this to seven or win? What do we think here? Because Kevin, you and I, I think, might be in trouble with our uh, five gamer. Yeah, prediction. I, I fear it's one. I I fear that the Lakers took the Blazers lightly and they're going to win in five or six. I don't want that to happen. And, Mm. you know, like the evidence now doesn't like show that that should happen just with how bad the Lakers have been playing. And like, I mean, again, like 
I was on board in our first episode. I thought like LeBron was going to carry his team, and obviously they could still do that. Him and Anthony Davis can be incredible, but I mean their team when you like see them out there, like what like Kuz is their third best guy, you know? Like yeah, on some nights he's getting a ton of minutes. KCP's getting a ton of minutes. Like Morris is out. Like I don't know. I'm just not very confident when I see their product out there. But at the same time, I I just see them winning in five or six. I know that doesn't yeah. make sense, but uh, no, yeah. Um, I I now I think it's probably gonna go six. Uh, yeah. Just because, like I said before, I think we still have one um, Dame game left, like one explosion where he just destroys them. Yeah. Um, and I just don't know how, like, in general for these series, like we've had a couple, you know, today we completed a couple game twos. Um, I just don't know how the, the cadence is going to go in terms of momentum. Like, it's going to be different. I would, I would think it's going to be different now, especially teams that are going down 0-2. When they hit yeah. that game three, that's traditionally when the pendulum swings back the other way because you get to go home, assuming the home team wins the first two. You get to go home. And, you know, that's kind of when the, you get a little comeback momentum. But I don't know. In the bubble, if a team's down 2-0, like, I feel like a lot of these teams are just going to be like, this sucks. Like, they're not going to have the same kind of fight because they're not at home. They're going to want to get out of there, you know. So I just don't know the way, I don't know the way momentum is going to work. Yeah, uh, there's um, already that rumor that they're going to condense the playoffs because the guys are like, already going stir crazy. And it's not even the end of round one. I've not heard that. That's a thing. Oh, okay, yeah. So basically, what they're doing is, which which makes sense. They were gonna still wait um, to have all the series done before playing the second round, um, but now oh, they're gonna okay. do it if 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 both, if both teams, teams had already. had already advanced and they're able to play, they're gonna play right away. That makes okay. sense to me. That's yeah. That's so smart. it's like it's like it's like pushing the finals start date up like seven to nine days, hopefully. Which is a huge difference for the teams yeah. that'll be there. Yeah, I, under, I understand these guys' budgets and like you know everything they have is way different than me, but they should uh, they should just take my word for it. Like it's not I'm going stir crazy here, so maybe just deal with it. <laughs> yeah, because I think it's the same square footage where they're at now to where they're usually. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, so Jim, you're obviously feeling great coming off game one. What do you? What's your? Uh, has your prediction changed? You said Blazers in seven. Do you have them in fewer games? Sweep. Uh, oh, you and Barkley, baby. I'm going to stick with the seven because the one thing I will say is in, in our boy Vogel, well, Kevin's boy Vogel, um, but he. Oh, yeah, man. Like, that's got to be scaring you. Like he said, like he said, oh. again, the, the Blazers have been playing playoff basketball since they got to the bubble. I think the Lakers just needed, might have needed a game to, you know, uh, pick it up a little bit. But I mean, the Blazers are still just the better team, so I'm not worried. <laughs> not worried, not worried. Um, all right, we got any, anything else on this Lakers Blazers before we move on? Can you imagine Vogel with the Blazers roster, Jim? Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus! Don't do it. To him. Him. Yeah, super teams are back. <laughs> yeah, that's three. good. Yes. Big three, Dame, Dame, and Vogel. <laughs> Big four. They put them. 
they put they put him on the cover of Sports Illustrated with that Dwight and uh, Steve Nash Lakers co- cover. It says this is now this is gonna be fun. <laughs> it's Vogel, but it's just Vogel. <laughs> if any coach could get the can get the cover. <laughs> oh yeah, he's got, he's got a magazine face for sure. <laughs> and you know Vogel would beat that SI curse. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought you were gonna say you know he would make love to the camera. He'd uh, oh, he'd go on Sports <laughs> Illustrated and the magazine would become cursed. <laughs> yeah, he, he would put it back. He would rebound the curse to them. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Alright, um so moving on, let's go um I'm gonna stay in the West here, go to a little uh two seven clips Mavs. Mm. So this I, one uh they played game. Mavs. Played game two yesterday. Mavs came back after that kind of a weird game one. Um, actually, yeah, really weird. A lot of weird stuff yeah. happened in that game one. They lost game one, um, and then came back yesterday, beat the Clippers by, I think, 13, kind of whooped their ass. It was like 127-114, I think, was the final yesterday. That's what it was. To even up the series. So um, interesting series so far. Um, a lot of, uh, like you said, a lot of uh, extracurriculars have happened already. We got Luka and KP in their first playoff series against what many people are predicting to be the NBA champions this year with a ton of super um, talented defenders. And Luka's still killing it out there. So what are your guys' uh, what are your guys thoughts so far on this series? Well, Dan, you, uh, we, were, we were talking about this, I think, on our text as well. Like The thing that makes a team likable is a stud point guard and a big European oaf, and they've got that. Mm-hmm. They certainly do. Uh, I think they're probably my second favorite team in the playoffs. I, I had the, I think the Clippers are my favorite to win, but I'd really <laughs> like Dallas to beat them. Yeah, the no, Mavs are my get... favorite team. The Mavs are my favorite team in the bubble. I, as I texted out to you guys, I was I was bummed because I legitimately think that they would beat any other team in the West. They were they were matched up against. They got yeah, the Clippers. The Clippers are a, are a brutal draw for sure. That's a tough draw for that for that for that first round. They're not really that much of a seven seed, you know. Chris Stapps looks awesome with 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 Luca. Luca's incredible to watch. He was turning ball over quite a bit in that first game, but I mean the Mavs. I want to say they've won like six out of the eight quarters they've played, maybe seven. You know, um, they yeah. were up mm-hmm. five when. Uh, you know, Chris Stapps was was thrown out. We could talk about that. A yeah, little that bit. was absolute horseshit. It was mm-hmm. horseshit. Um, Chris Stapps is an idiot for having a tech and like shoving Morris. Like, what are you doing? Like, that's all Morris wants you to do. You know, right? Like, he's just that type of yeah. fucking guy, and you can't let him do it. But with that being said, it's like refs. Like, come on, just get together and just give nobody a tech on that. You know. That's, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not yeah. saying that like just like in like a in a vacuum that didn't like like by yeah, the rule book that was probably attacked. But let let's know the situation. No one wants that except for Morris. <laughs> the uh, stupid thing is that first like you're not allowed to punch the air. Like that's like a direct rule they have. And then I guess the ref that called it on him is like known for it. And I think he gave what was it? LeBron his only ejection. Did you guys read that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. LeBron's That's only been kicked stupid. out of a game once, and it was that guy for the same the same kind of guy. thing. 
who gives a shit if they punch the air? Like, they're allowed to have raw emotion as long as they don't keep, like, belaboring the point. If you want them to stop, do this. Like, one thing I have to say about the bubble that's shown me is, like, just how much these guys fucking talk to the refs. I don't know how they handle it. They're just, they're, they're just peppering them and talking to them constantly. Let a guy punch the air, but then if he doesn't drop it, then give him a T right yeah i don't i don't understand the uh, the hierarchy of offenses for yeah. for players being mad like i don't get how they can get away with with calling the ref a motherfucker yeah. 10 times a game but if they throw their arm in the air after they get called for a foul that's a technical or like yeah. or like with these playoffs when Giannis turned to the ref and told them that he was going to fuck whoever it was up did you guys see mm-hmm. that no. He was like getting held back, and he's like, "I'm gonna fuck you." And then he saw the ref like was coming up to him, and he looked at the ref and like was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna say it." And then he looked at the ref and said, "I'm gonna fuck him up." Yeah. <laughs> I forget who it was. They were uh, yeah. As I long mean, as you don't punch your hand in the air when you do it, Giannis, that's fine. It yeah, like I don't I don't get that at all. I I mean I I understand why they you know started to put some of the rules in like you know, giving quicker texts because I mean, those men are terrifying and they were like intimidating the refs. But again, like the punching the air, like that's not a big deal at all. If I'm a ref, I'm way more annoyed if he's talking about it just up and down the floor, which they do all Mm -hmm, the time. mm -hmm. I watched the uh, Rockets um, Thunder game and they go to halftime and there was like a, a, like a borderline call that didn't go Harden's way. And it was like four minutes past halftime. And they like came back from a commercial and Harden hadn't gone back to the locker room yet. And he's still just like talking to this ref. Now I'm sure he's like <laughs> complaining and just like, kind of like, you know, explaining his point a little bit, but it's like, Jesus Christ, these guys do not shut up. Have you guys noticed that? I mean, like I already knew it, but it just seems like more obvious in the bubble. Maybe because there's like would less distraction. Would have been hilarious. Yeah. There was no uh, red Panda doing her uh, tricks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Clear the court. <laughs> Wouldn't it be hilarious if they came back from half and like the ref went out to center and he's like, I was talking with James and yeah, we're going to change that call. Yeah. yeah. Bring him back. Bring him back out. It's not mind. even a foul at the foul line. It's just like a side out, you know, <laughs> they, just, yeah. they just have the inbound. Yeah. <laughs> Reset the game clock to seven minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was trying to look up the name. I, I'm ashamed because I forgot the name. What was the name of that fan? When you said, Kevin, there are fewer distractions. And I was like, oh, yeah. They're, in my head, I was like, they're showing Harkaway. Uh, Harkaway. Yes, there's, there's no Harkaway there. Oh, We're very sorry, Dr. Harkaway. F- friend of the show. I know. Yeah. That's on me. Probably will never be on the ball boys now after that. Probably. <laughs> he's a busy man. You at least he's remember his profession? He's, oh, he's a urologist. He's the best oh. urologist in Philly. Okay, good. Um, but yeah, so that was the big, one of the big storylines from the game. One of the Mavs Clipper series was KP getting kicked out. And yeah, Kevin, you had, um, you mentioned it. Um, how Luca had the, that first, uh, first quarter for Luca was a bit of a disaster. He had 10, he had 10 turnovers in the game, but he was just getting ragdolled and looked kind of lost out there. But he, he was able to flip the switch pretty quick and adjust pretty quickly to what the Clippers were doing to him and has looked awesome ever since. Yeah, I don't know how he does it. He just like 
he's he's so just slow and deliberate and just like gets where he needs to be and then sets everyone up like similar to LeBron man he was just putting these passes across the court like right to Curry's shooting shooting pocket and like he uh-huh. did it like four different times like in four different you know areas of the court from four different angles it was it was fucking incredible and so, yeah he does Sorry, let's keep yeah, talking the, about Luca. Well, really, well, just about Luca. Like he he finished with like almost a thirty, like just under a thirty point triple double. I think he had like twenty eight points, and I don't remember how exactly how many rebounds and assists. But he had to sit out for like half of the second half. He was in foul trouble. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, you want to talk he about the most- Yeah, let's let's finish with Luca first. Uh, he has he has the most points in two. In, in the first two games ever to start a playoff career. So he has 70 points. He beat Kareem with 69. Um, Luka might be – I think Luka is my favorite player in the NBA. I liked him coming in the draft. Uh, I think Atlanta fucking lost that trade. I think the other two teams were stupid for passing on him. I thought it was, like, clear that he was going to at least be an all-star in this league. You know, oh, I'm not the Kings. Don't don't slander, don't slander the Sacramento Kings drafting ability on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why he's Vladi's he's not stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why Vladi's yeah doing doing so good. But yeah, I I mean, I thought he was the obvious number one overall pick that year. Um, and I mean, I don't want to sound too much like Simmonsy here, but like. Is there anybody – he's got to be, like, top three to start a franchise with right now, right? Dame McCollum him, yeah. <laughs> um, well, for, yeah. Dame, Dame McCollum him, yeah. Then, <laughs> then it's Bogle uh, at, 40, at 48. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a lot of coaching left, dude. Yeah, yeah, he's got a lot of coaching left in that body. Um, yeah, Luca's been awesome. And he's the one thing that at least in game two that I thought stuck out was how well he shot the three, which is something yeah. I think people get, people kind of get tricked into believing that he's a better three point shooter than he is because he, because of his highlight tape threes, like he's awesome mm-hmm. at that step back, obviously. Yeah. And it looks, it looks super cool when he hits it, but he's not yeah. a very good three point shooter also percentage wise. I want to say like thirty two percent, even maybe thirty. Yeah, he's. I I don't mean to say he's bad. He's like he's totally pedestrian. But yeah, uh, the other day, game two, he went four for seven, eight for seventeen from the field. Yeah, he looked he looked awesome. He looks great so far. He's also a European yeah. guard. Like, of course, everyone just assumes he's a good three point shooter. That's yeah. That, there's that mm-hmm. too. But yeah, 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 Dan. I was just about to speak to that. So he's, he scored 42 the first game. He only scored 28 yesterday, but he was efficient as hell. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to say he was like eight of 13 or something. I think I might've seen a stat that he had like the, like, like something about his efficiency rating in the playoffs too was outrageous, like higher than like, it was, it was like him, Jordan, LeBron or something like, and like maybe two other guys in that like picture. I can't remember. I, I saw like a little like uh, I don't know if it's an athletic notification or something. I don't remember. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and he's and he's only twenty one. Yeah, he looks it too. He look. He still looks very um very doughy and boyish. He'll, yeah. uh, he he has like a boyish blush about him. 
He does. He looks, he's 21. He looks like he's like 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, also, he'll, he'll become my second favorite player if they win and he waves goodbye to Paul George. Oh, that would be awesome. Ooh, I'm, rooting yeah. hard. I'm rooting hard against Paul George now. It's pretty fun. Like, I it is, it is fun. Yes. It's a good time. And, he's, he's struggling. Oh, he's fucking struggling. Playoff P, he's had like one good playoff game. And that and and he hasn't been good in any deciding game. And mm-hmm. and they just pretended that was Thunder games, Thunder game seven, Pacers game seven. Um, he's had several opportunities, and like he doesn't get any criticism for it because I think, as Dame said, he doesn't get criticism for it because he's a fucking second fiddle. You know, like he's not good yeah. enough to be that first guy. Right, yeah. And like when he was the only times he has been the, the top guy, it was when nobody even considered the rest of the Eastern Conference cuz it was yeah. when it was when LeBron Le, the when the Heatles were killing everybody because the East was fucking terrible. The East was fucking embarrassing. It was just him and fucking verticality. And so right, I, yeah. I hated I hated that team because I had we cuz we had to root for him cuz we're all rooting against the Heat. Yeah. And they uh-huh. had they had a young Paul George and then Roy Hibbert, who's out of the league. I was gonna, like, I was like gonna say there was the league. The deepest point of my NBA fandom was cheering for Roy Hibbert. Yeah, right. I was like, oh my it. god, like this is this is my knight in shining armor to to stop this evil team for this dude that ripped my heart out four years ago. I got to cheer for fucking Roy Hibbert. And then, and being delusional, delusional enough to think that Roy Hibbert's team was going to win and be like, oh, the Pacers are good. Don't look past them. Naptown. Not too bad. Paul George is decent. Roy Hibbert, he jumps straight <laughs> up, which is cool. Yeah, it's an overlooked skill. The pay, it was like the Heat, the Heat are good, but the the Pacers, they're not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, was, that was that was the next best team in the East. Not that, that bad. The next best team. They're the Burger King hot dogs. Uh... <laughs> yeah, they are. It all comes back to hot dogs, baby. They're sitting there trying oh, out man. Roy Hibbert. Meanwhile, meanwhile, they're 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 running out Wade, Bosch, and LeBron, and they're just like throwing alley oops, laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so bad. <laughs> they're laughing while they do it. Um, but yeah, um, so where do we think? So this is kind of an interesting series. Obviously, it's kind of teeter tottered those first two games. With um, well, not even, not even, not really even, because the Blazers didn't like smack the Mavericks the first game, but the Mavericks kind of took it to them the second game. Um, but yeah, obviously, even at one apiece, where were where were our picks on this? I think Kevin, did you and I again have Clippers? Yeah, I think I had Clippers I was, in six. I Dan, I literally had the exact same picks as you, except for Blazers. Uh. <laughs> okay, so we were so we were all on Clippers in six here. I can uh, yeah. yeah. Which which really makes me a bitch because like we're gonna forget about our picks anyways, and I kind of liked the Mavs, so like there's no risk for me to pick Mavs and six, and if I choose that, then I look really cool. If I don't, then you know we're probably gonna yeah, forget but, about it. I, yeah, but Kevin, you shouldn't, Kevin, you shouldn't do that just because you like a team. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Ke- there there's an there is an extraordinary risk kevin because you will sound foolish in front of untold porn bots that listen to this yeah, podcast could you imagine <laughs> oh my I god the, the shame to, to fucking horse and flopper <laughs> yes yeah, so, wait horse and flopper is a porn bot 
There's some six some sixteen year old in Moscow using the the Twitter avatar horse tits. <laughs> is that a th- um, is that somebody following us? Probably. I'm sure. I, don't know, I haven't looked at our Twitter profile. I haven't looked at our Twitter in like seven months. Kevin had Clippers and Six. Dan had Dan and me also had Clippers and Six. Yeah. So yeah, where do we think? Do we think that's how do we feel now? Do you feel different? Same. Where do you think it's going? I feel different. As I said, I I mean, I mean, the Mavs have won probably six out of eight quarters. Um, Mm. They've looked they've looked good. But I don't know. Again, I mean, if it was anybody but the Clippers, I would have confidence. But I get you know what? I'm going to be I'm going to be bold and change mine to Dallas and six. I don't know why Kevin wouldn't do that. That's smart. Um, I could just see the Clippers, you know, clamping down and figuring something out. But fuck it, I'm gonna change it to Mavs yeah. six. You want to do it? Let's do it. Lock it in, Dan. Lock, lock that it in, man. All right, it's locked in. Um, yeah, Kevin, you kind of spoke to the uh, the bench mob there for oh, Dallas. Boban with a big game oh, in game two. The bench mob. Well, Seth, yeah, they're the best. for life. I'm sorry. I'm going to stop trying to talk about the tie everything back to the Blazers. No, I like it. But yeah, uh, Seth. Seth looks awesome, and yeah. mm-hmm. he's like super good. I feel like people don't think he's that good just because his brother uh, Trey Burke was blowing by people. The Clippers had the best defense in the league. He was blowing by people. Boban looks fucking awesome. Um, Except he like he like hits the floor like twice a game and it like makes me cringe because I'm worried for him because he does, he's not gracious <laughs> out there at all. And if you fall from that height, <laughs> oh I know that's what I mean. Like it's yeah, it's like, like, killing him. It's like a, yeah, like a normal person falling off a ladder. Yeah, exactly. Um, but man, dude, his offensive touch just flipping those in, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I love those those and obviously his 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 standing up dunks are the best. The best. Yeah, their bench has been awesome. Did you see him and Morris talking to each other when they had Morris mic'd up? So Uh, I can't remember. I might have, but yeah, Boban fouled Morris pretty hard, um, and then he kind of like helped. Or no, sorry, he fouled Montrez really hard, and. Uh, he like kind of helped him up and Harold wanted nothing to do with him because he was being a prick and the Clippers are kind of annoying like that. And Morris like went up to him in the free throw lines like, dude, like you're the nicest guy in the NBA. You're like the nicest guy in the world. You're the nicest guy I know. And Boban was like patting his back and it covered his. You got <laughs> to see the clip it, it, him like patting him on the back. It was like him like burping a baby. It was fucking. Incredible. <laughs> it's like when Shaq pulled the Coke can and it looks like a mini Coke can. Yeah, yeah, man. Boban has to have the biggest hands in the world. Yes, yeah. Every single one of those pictures looks. Yeah, it has the same exact effect. Did uh, did Morris burp? Yeah. Did he get a burp out of him? Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, Kevin, you obviously you think the the Mavs will be able to push this? Uh, push so, this man. a little bit. I hope so. Are you guys? I think, yeah, we. All, I think we all hope so. Uh, Luca, Luca starting a franchise with. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Or on Atlanta him being that trade, Atlanta lost that trade. 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. But I don't think it was like, oh my god, that's that that's the dumbest trade of all time. It wasn't a because Trey Young is awesome. Yeah, it wasn't outrageous, but it was the wrong. It was probably the wrong thing to do. Yeah. And then Vladdy not drafting him is hilarious as well because he had like a Marvin record. Marvin Bagley. <laughs> Marvin Bagley. <dude. laughs> and then Aiden, I think that was kind of stupid too with Luke out there, but Aiden has looked good and he's shown potential. Aiden had a good bub. Yeah, he had a good bub. He had a good bub. Um. Yeah. Anyway, we got anything else on Clippers, Mav? Jim, do you? Where do you see this going from here? You obviously you're you've been on Mavericks, Mavericks and six for for minutes now. Yeah, like <laughs> like thirty seconds longer than Kevin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you've been on Mavericks and six, the longest of anybody on this podcast. Well, um, yeah, and and uh, so I mean, I I don't see how it doesn't happen. I mean, I called Blazers in seven <laughs> in round one last year. Um, mm. I'm kind of like a Nostradamus when it comes to this. So if you're a Mavericks fan, you got to be happy. I made that change. And Ball as you said, they had they. And as you said, in Nostradamus, <laughs> as you said, they have um, uh, for a uh, Blazer for life in Seth Curry. Yeah, so I'm a lot. Le- I'm Blazer Jim, kind of like Clipper Daryl, and my favorite Blazer <laughs> is all of them. <laughs> Yeah, they're all tied for first. Anyone who's ever put on the black, white, and red, I die for (laughs) them. Oh, man. From Bill Walton all the way down, they're all tied. You guys want to hear something crazy about Seth, which adds a wrinkle to this? And I don't really know how they're like living in a bubble together. But so Paul George used to date. Callie Rivers, who's Doc's daughter, and cheated on her with the stripper who he currently has two kids with and got pregnant. <laughs> and so that Doc Rivers' daughter was cheated on by Paul George, who he coaches. And then Seth Curry is now currently married to Callie Rivers. The very I same knew, one. I, I knew Seth Curry was married to Doc Rivers' daughter, but I did not know that a player on Doc Rivers' team... Wait, you're saying you're saying Paul George yes. was with Doc Rivers' daughter and cheated on her with the stripper he's current he currently has children with? Yes. <laughs> and he's being coached by Doc Rivers. Now. He, didn't, he didn't seem to like his son that much. Yeah, but his son's Austin Rivers. Would you like your son? <laughs> yeah, but I don't know his daughter. Is she just a female version of Austin Rivers? <laughs> and that's why Seth married her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to assume so. Because they look the same from behind. <laughs> all right. Oh man! All right. Um. So yeah. Th- um. That's so a we're wild all, we're story. All... That's a wild story. I just had to say that is yeah, that I, is absolutely insane. I the Paul George say, part of that tell, is insane. I'm going to tell Allie, um, my girlfriend, for the listeners that about that she might get into basketball. I can get basketball on the TV a little bit more if she knows these kind of through lines. She watches all those kind of shows. Hmm. The drama, yeah. The river, the rivers, George stripper drama. All right. Well, anyway, we can move on to our next series here, the three six in the West, which has the um, the Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz also tied at one apiece. Um, what do you have? What are your guys? Uh, what, what's your pulse on this this series? Another kind of odd 
So the first game, I think, kind of surprised a lot of people because I think most people weren't expecting this to be that uh, explosive of a series. These are kind of these are two kind of at least Utah isn't the most exciting team in the world, and Denver has been traditionally kind of inconsistent and sort of a frustrating team. So to see things uh, to see some fireworks right away was, uh, I think, a pleasant surprise, especially because it was the first game of uh, it was yeah. the first playoff game. Yeah. So that was it was an awesome way to kick things off. Uh, so what are you guys' thoughts on where we are with uh, Denver and Utah? Well, really quick, just so so everyone is aware, Kevin had Nugs in five. Me and Dan had Nugs in six. Just All right. How are we feeling? Nugs Kevin, in you five. Got, you got, yeah. You still feel good about it? No, I don't because these okay. teams just seem they, – they just seem worse than the other teams in the West, um, and they seem super evenly matched with some like pretty big, big f- glaring flaws. Um, so I could really see this series going either way. Uh, that first game was awesome with uh, Mitchell putting up 57 and then Murray just like just shot for shot. I was watching that game live and it was fucking cool as hell because they were just draining shot for shot him and Mitchell. Yeah, um, that was amazing. Yeah. And then I admit I didn't I didn't watch too much of that second game. Did the Jazz just kind of like beat them soundly or what? Um, so I'm looking up game two because I'm not sure how much of that I saw either live. Uh, one thing that's uh, cool. yeah they did they won by like twenty. Okay, yeah, 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 that's right. One thing that's cool about the Nuggets is like we thought we were a couple years or like maybe would never see the likes of like a Michael Porter Jr. or a Bull Bull. And I shouldn't even put those two guys in the same sentence because Bull Bull isn't where Michael <laughs> Porter Jr.'s at. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, he's getting exposed a little bit and he's kind of falling back down to earth. But I think it's kind of cool that he would that they were able to, you know, find a new piece while in the bubble. And that makes them better for sure. I mean, he's like when he's rolling, he's unstoppable on the offensive side of the floor. He's so much bigger than I thought he was. He's like he's he like, looks he's like he's like KD, but like thicker. Yeah, he looks huge out there. Uh, and yeah, as you said, he like he once he starts going, he's impossible to stop. He has a very buttery shot too. Yeah. Like he seems like he he seems like he's just like he's a bucket from wherever he is on the court or wherever he's going. He's going to score. And it's going to look smooth. It's going to be like a smooth looking bucket too. It's not going to be like an awkward push shot or anything. He's just very, he's very, he looks very natural, whatever he's doing out there. Yeah. So yeah, we had, um, so Kevin, you, you had nuggets in five. Jim and I had him in six. Yeah. I kind of, I, I, I'm kind of with you. I feel like this is going to be one of those series where it just goes back and forth until somebody like just can't, it's going to be one of those series where somebody wins just because the other team couldn't win. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's going to come down to game seven and it's just going to be a really frustrating, which is kind of the way the nuggets have been or the way they were last year in the playoffs too. Um, yeah. They're a weird team, a man. The, yeah. They, I, I don't have a ton of faith in the nuggets. Um, I like them. I'm, I'm rooting for them over the jazz. I don't really like the jazz except for Mitchell's or, or except for Mitchell. I like um, mm-hmm. Ingles as well. Not a, I'm not a Gobert fan. Um, I don't know. I'm uh, rooting for Denver here. Um, and Denver, as as we've discussed, Denver has that magical combo of a um, oh yeah, sort of an elect an electric scoring guard and a European oaf with um 
Jamal Murray and uh, the Joker. Well, that reminds me. What was the question that Kevin, we've talked about all the teams now. Well, with this series, we're bringing the other ones in. Who would you rather have, Dame and... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. So, yeah, would you rather have Dame and Nurkic, uh, Murray and the Joker, or who was the third one? Um, Gobert and... Gobert and Mitchell. Oh, yeah, Gobert and Mitchell. And they have to be last for sure because, mm-hmm. I mean, Mitchell can go off, but I don't even consider him like, you know, when he goes off like this, I feel a lot of people want to like put him in like that top tier of players, but he just doesn't do it consistently enough. Right. Uh, I was, I was, and it, when we were talking about this, I, my gut said Dame and Nurkic just because Dame is clearly the best player out of mm-hmm. all six of those players. With Jokic being, a, I think, I guess he's a close second. Um, yeah, man. He's definitely the best. Jokic is definitely the best big. But the way Nurkic has played in the bubble, he's looked awesome. Um, so, yeah, and it, Lillard's age was was uh, a consideration, do- Kevin, that you brought up. But I still think those two are probably the, the pair I would go with. Jokic can do some things that Nurkic just can't do. His, his passing is unbelievable. He made a full court sure. pass in game one. Like it was, it was in traffic. He should maybe try out for the NFL. Oh, yeah. He loves, he loves that handball pass. I yeah. was about to say it's his handball background. Mm-hmm. Also, it's with, awesome. Also, with Lorenzen dead, we need a new uh, Pillsbury throw boy. <laughs> with, 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 with oh man, dead. a ba- a battleship reference. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, now that he, now that he's dead, what was like he said. Because we couldn't give anyone else that nickname alive. No, yeah. I think I go Dame, yeah, Dame Nurkic, Murray, and then Gobert, Mitchell. But what if I added Luca and Kristaps to that? Ooh. Hmm. See, I have, I I have. It's a little tough because I don't. They're clearly in the same. They they meet these qualifications. But I think barely because Kristaps is not an oaf. Yeah, sorry. You the get, other guys, the other Boban. guys are all oafs. You got to take Boban. Okay, yeah. If we put Boban in there, then yes, I think that fits it more directly because Kristaps is not a European oaf. So we were doing. He's with, not oafy enough. Got you. The oafs. Fair enough. Oh no, he's not oafy at all. He's more. He's more alt righty. Um, I mean, his his nickname is the unicorn. That is not oafy. No, it's not. I didn't know we were going for oafs as well. Yeah, then it's Boban, and they're number one. I was going to say, that might, yeah, if you summon Boban, then that makes it easier. Um, yeah, that's a good question. But I think it's Dame. I think you take the best player and figure yeah, it out. Yeah, that's exactly what I was just going to say. Like, even though, like, in the NBA, you just want the guy who's the best. So, the other, these guys are all good. Might as well take the best player. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, kind of a weird, a weird sort of frustrating <laughs> series. Uh, hopefully, we, at least we, if this is going to go long, hopefully we get games like Game One uh, and not Game Two because that Game One was awesome. And as we've seen, as we've seen, Murray and uh, Mitchell have that capability to kind of blow up um, inconsistently, but they do do it. So hopefully, we get at least uh, one more of those before it's all said and done. Um, anything else there? We want to move on to uh, the Thunder no, and Rockets a lame series, and and either team that wins this is going to get bounced next round. 
For sure, yeah. All right, well, Come last on. last series in the West, it's the 4-5. It's the Houston Rockets, Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, I believe I had Thunder in seven here. Did you guys it. both have Houston? Yeah. No, Dan, I had Thunder in seven. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, duh, you had the same picks as me. So, Kevin, you had, Kevin you had, had the Rockets. Six. Okay, and the Rockets are currently up 2-0 right now. They won earlier today to uh, take that two-game lead. So, Kevin, you got to be feeling pretty good. I – so I've been doing pretty good. Dan and I text about this, uh, you know, getting those, like, gambling bets in every, or those those um, NBA bets in every once in a while. I've been doing pretty good with the bubble ball. Don't worry. I'm down money. Lifetime for sure, but even this season because I've been blowing it baseball-wise a ton. Um, I can't I can't seem to win there. But anyways, um, I had a ton of faith in the Rockets that I'm actually been winning money on them because – Teams like the Thunder that like they're almost like the Pacers. That's a little unfair, but like teams that are just like really solid teams that like win a lot of regular season games, they never seem to do good in the playoffs. I mean, Kev, we saw yeah. like, the Derrick Rose Bulls. They would win the most games in the regular season, and then someone would be like, "Okay, we're going to start guarding this one." Play. Yeah, I mean, I want to say. Mm, I mean, that was more LeBron just being fucking incredible because I almost think that the Bulls would kind of fit the mold because they have a Rose who could take it over. You know, I mean, he was never able to, like, really take over a playoff series because, what, he blew out his knee. How old was he? You know, he didn't really – wasn't able to go through the ringer a couple times, a playoff series. But, like, I just kind of have faith in Harden, at least, in this this first round and them just to beat this – I just think they're a better team, you know? Harden doesn't usually choke until like the the conference final. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, right. we can talk about that because I like watching this Rockets team. Um, Harden can be infuriating a little bit. I think that he gets way. I think he gets a pass. So, you know, like people say he's tired or like doesn't have any help. Like, why does he get that excuse? But other guys don't get it. But yeah, uh, Harden may eventually choke. But this team's going to be a lot of fun when. Russ comes back because like I don't think he's gonna let him choke. You know, like yeah, like, it'll be it'll it'll be interesting choke. to see. He's I should take that back because Russ Russ hasn't choked. He just goes into crazy Russ mode where he just keeps taking like twenty foot jumpers like every time down the floor and like shoots his team out of game, game sevens. You know. But mm-hmm. I just don't think that Russ would allow Harden to choke the way that he has. Because the way that Harden chokes is weird. He just, like, doesn't show up. Like, he, like, shoots, like, 50 shots a game, like, the entire time. And then, like, in game seven, he'll put up, like, 12 shots. And it's like, what are you doing? You know? It's not like what? he goes, like, one of 15. Does, is there any – is Westbrook going to come back in this in these playoffs? Yeah, so it's a quad injury, which is always tough. But they said he's been he's he's been practicing, and they were hoping to get him back this series. But oh. I'm I'm thinking now that you know up two zero, they'll probably just try to win this series and have him ready for round two. Right. Yeah, I thought I saw um, like he like because I saw when I saw quad injury, I was like wondering like is he even going to be able to come back? Especially yeah. a player, especially a player like him with a quad injury where he's like all explosiveness. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, it's so tough for me. It's so tough with the Rockets just because I don't, I feel like I don't know what I'm going to get night tonight with them because they could, 
show up like they did in game one and hit their threes and execute their weird game plan like they intend to. But then there could be, and especially in a playoff series against the, and especially against a pretty disciplined team like the Thunder, that game plan can just not happen for them. And if they don't hit their threes, they're in trouble and they could lose to anyone in the NBA. Yeah. So they're just a really tough team for me to have faith in. Um, when they look good, they look awesome. They look like they could win the championship. Um, and they've looked amazing. They're one of the best. They're, I think they're one of the best looking. Like them and the Raptors have probably looked the best of anybody in the bubble so far. Yeah. Um, in the playoffs, that is. Um, so, yeah, it looks great when it works. Um, I don't know how long it'll work for. And I just like, I don't know. I, 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 I I get what you're saying with the Thunder being like with teams like the Thunder that are kind of teams that are built to be more than the sum of their parts. Yeah, you're right that traditionally those teams don't go far in the playoffs. Um, I just wonder if a team like that is kind of built to take advantage of games when Jeff Green isn't having a Jeff Green game. So uh, they are down. They're down too, though. So they're in trouble for sure. They got to win this next game definitely. The Thunder. Yeah, it sucks because I. I like the Thunder, you know. I think Shea's mm-hmm. awesome. I think it's kind of cool what they're doing where they were able to piece it together because, um, you know, Westbrook wanted out. They didn't really rebuild. They were way better than we thought they were going to be, but I just don't think they have enough to compete with the Rockets. Because, again, I, I mean, like Harding had just – Harding gets open looks for those guys the entire game. Yeah, and today today it was weird, too, because they that game was close. Yeah. Um like all the way through, like midway through the third, I believe. And then Houston blew it open. They went on like a 13-0 run. Yeah, they, they were, were down three and they, they went on a 13-0 run with Harden on the bench. Yeah. So like was crazy. Yeah, that was, was crazy. That was weird. It was it was it was eighty seven to seven and then Harden was on the bench and they were up ninety to eighty after that when they brought him back in. Yeah. Yeah. Um I mean, yeah, sometimes it, it, I mean, you just got to tip your hat to D'Antoni, you know? I mean, he just puts together good offensive teams and, like, gets the most out of everybody. I mean, P.J. Tucker's 6'5". Their tallest guy out there is 6'5". So, mm-hmm. I mean, if we could talk about – I mean, it's a little, you know, presumptuous to think that they're going to move on, but the Rockets-Lakers would be super interesting because I just don't know – Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or Blazers, yeah. Um <laughs> either either or because I mean both of those guys are throwing out seven footers, you know, it was like Anthony uh-huh. Davis or you can go Nurkic, Whiteside. Um and I just don't know how how the Rockets are 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 ever gonna get a rebound. Which they're I was gonna say which which they're kind of comfortable with, which I give them a ton of credit for, but I mean, yeah, I was going to say like the the Lakers, the story with the Lakers now is that in this series, they should be getting dunks every single time they have the ball because they're just bigger than the Blazers are and the Blazers are bigger than the Rockets. So like if the Lakers match up with the Rockets, that's like that super small lineup they put out there. Yeah, like they have bigs that should just be able to dunk the ball every single time they have it. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, it'll. But you know, like I said, they might not get there. The Blazers are there, so. Well, not so fast though. We do have a, a score update uh, at halftime. It's a we got seventeen point game. Lakers are up. That's, that's yeah, it's not there. looking good. Well, Dame could, Dame could get hot though. Yeah, thirty nine points in the first half. Dame has, and it looks like Anthony. <laughs> 
man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, the, 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 and another storyline for this, the Thunder Rocket series is that um, like Chris Paul has been, has had kind of a weird series. He had a horrible game one. Um, hasn't really shown up the way he's the way he has in the regular season did all right tonight um you know so he was six for 15 from the field 14 points only two assists shea kind of carried him tonight but uh you're gonna need more from chris paul well that's if they're going to even win a game in the series that's why harden's not choking right now because he's playing against the biggest choke artist of all time i've said it since the beginning of this podcast chris paul's a joke that's true yeah. I know I'm asking a lot of questions, but I'll ask another one. Who'd you rather have for their career, Harden or Chris Paul? Hmm. That's a good question. I think Harden. Harden, I think, gives you the most chances, right? I think I win Harden too. He's the better player for sure. He's a better basketball player. Yeah. And he's what average like he's averaged like thirty five, thirty six, and like thirty five the last the last three years. Yeah, his ins- yeah his points numbers are insane. What was that? What was um, that stat you gave us earlier? Yeah, like, stat check, little little stat check. Um, yeah, it was something like he's he's the only player to lead the league in both points and steals. Ever was that it? Was it? Yeah, it was uh, something. That's something about this. Yeah. Um. Also, belly math, he just, like, looks cooler. Oh, yeah. He looks way cooler. Yeah. He's got some cool hair going on, for sure. He's got a gummy candy themed after the way his head looks. Is this true? Weird, weird beards. I have not seen those, but I'm going to have to try them out. Oh, tro- trolley weird beards? They're good. Learn something new every day. So that's uh, we got anything else on the uh, the Thunder Rockets here before we uh, before we move on to the East? Um, I like Dort a lot. Fantastic name, all name NBA uh, for sure. And it, it's it's perfectly descriptive of the way he is as a player. Yeah, exactly, because he's he's a he's a stopper and like a defensive specialist. Like Dort, when you get Dorted by somebody, you were, it means you were stopped dead in your tracks. And Dort, like sturdy, he's he's really sturdy, and I, Dort just sounds sturdy to me. It sounds like it sounds like the noise made when they would like if someone if you like were listening to someone install a fire hydrant, like that's the name that's the sound it would make <laughs> is a Dort. Um, I also like uh, I also like Shooter's lightning bolt hair. You guys agree with me there? Oh yes, he does have very good hair. Yeah. It like it like, used to look like a rare steak, remember? Like it like a cut into steak, but now it now it's like a lightning bolt, which is cool. I don't remember when he had steak hair. <laughs> it was just like <laughs> so he had he had kind of like like a flat top with like a yellow reddish portion cut into it. Well, yeah, th- yeah, there was like yeah, he had he had a little section of it bleached. I'm mm-hmm. not is that the steak part? So it was red for one summer. I think he might have been playing on his okay. national team for that one. Oh, okay. Maybe it was a German flag type of thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. 
Yeah, I thought I thought you meant the bleached part was that was I thought that's what you were saying looked like a cut into steak, and I was like, I don't know if Kevin knows what steak looks like. <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> you're cooking it wrong. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I it should not be the, yellow. I thought the bleached part was like the 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 bone and a T bone. Okay. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin was just making a very obscure, specific a reference to a steak. Well, I mean, no, yeah, the yeah, the yellow part is just the fatty end of a porterhouse. Like Dan making fun of like a weird reference when he said that a dort is a salmon as fire hydrant. Yeah, <laughs> 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 oh, man. All right. Um, well, we're gonna move on to the east here in a minute, we but before we do east, that, man, we got a long boy going. We do have a long boy going, and it, it, with the east, we also have to fit in a word from our sponsor, which we will do right now. Do you like baseball? I mean, you're listening to a sports podcast. How about a nice cold brew? Mmm, don't we all? Well, if you answered yes to both of those questions, I have got some great news for you. How would you like to drink your beer straight from a baseball bat? Sound too good or unhygienic to be true? Well, it's not. Thanks to dugout mugs. Dugout mugs are real wooden mugs made from game-used Major League Baseball bats. That's right. Where else can you get a mug and be able to say, Tommy Lasorda may have spit on this? Nowhere. That's where. Each one comes with your favorite team's logo engraved right into the wood, and they're dishwasher safe. If that sounds perfect, hold on to your rosin bags, because right now we are running a special promo with dugout mugs. Here are the details. Just take your dugout mug to Burger King, make a beeline right for the soda fountain, and start filling her up. Then, turn to the register and yell, I'm the king now, hot dogs for everybody. Thanks to dugout mugs and the ball boys, your BK staff is legally required to give every person in the building as many free Burger King hot dogs as they want. Dugout mugs, free hot dogs for everybody. And we're back, it's the ball boys. Back for the second half of our um, playoff. I don't know. It's it's not a it's not a preview because it's already started. Um, but you know, first round, kind of looking at what's going on right now. We're moving on to the east. We just talked about the west, but let's focus on what's going on with the one eight series in the east, and that's the Bucks Magic, and that series currently tied at one apiece. The Ma- the Bucks, like the Lakers, both one seeds going down in the first game. They lose to the Magic. By quite a bit, they kind of got their doors blown off in that first game. Magic with that home court advantage in Orlando, <laughs> um, but Bucks came back today and kind of took it back to them and blew them out um, earlier today. I don't even know what the final score there was. They won by like twenty something. They were killing them the entire way. One eleven ninety six. One eleven ninety six. Okay. Um, yeah, the Bucks were killing them the entire uh, the entire duration of that game. I. Did we all have? Do we have buck sweeps in this? What did we have we here? We all had buck sweeps. I think I did. Which I think, I think we might get the gentleman sweep still. Yeah, um, yeah. I think bucks and fives kind of um, sounds like it's. Uh, that sounds like it makes sense right now. Um, looking at There's this, one I'm not, thing I would just say is uh, the bucks have not looked good in the bubble. Um, no. Middleton has looked like garbage, and then 
when the Bucks aren't playing well, they look bad. Mm-hmm. You know, like like Lakers, it seems like Clippers, you know, with their defense. Um, which is like surprising because again, like the Bucks just shattered all these records for regular season, both like defense and offense. Um but again, like when they look bad, when they're like forming a wall, which it seems like there's a blueprint to, you know, at least try to beat Giannis when they're like forming that wall correctly, like guys aren't hitting shots. Giannis looks like bad. The Bucks look super beatable. Yeah, I can't like I, I get with, with the Bucks, I get the same kind of vibe looking back that I um that I would get with the like the late two um, thousands Cavs. Um, those teams won a ton of games. Like they won 60 games one year. Awesome in the regular season looked unstoppable. They have a transformational unstoppable superstar and a bunch of pieces around him, like a bunch of, and specifically three point shooters around him. And they would kill teams when they were on. But if you get into the playoffs and you get the right team against them and you can figure out sort of a way to slow them down, you can kind of diffuse them. Uh, and that's exactly what happened with the Cavs. Like they ran into that magic team in 2009 that just had a bunch of tall shooters that were able to shoot over the Cavs little guards and LeBron couldn't do anything because the math just can, you, he couldn't catch up to that math. Um, and I, you, I get kind of the same sort of vibe with the bucks. Um, I think the bucks, I, to be clear, I think the bucks are way better <laughs> than those yeah. teams were. Yeah. Um, and I still think they have a, a good shot at winning a championship this year, but that does kind of concern me. Um, I'm not sure what's going to happen when the Bucks play a team like the Raptors or the Celtics, who look yeah. way more well-rounded yeah, and way more playoff ready. That's yeah. what I was going to um, say. I agree. I agree with Kevin, but I I think that they're, it's more going to be it's not going to be the magic. That oh no way no way I was more just saying that they no, no, that, no. like you know you know even even being exposed by the Magic who are missing like what like th- two or three of their top of, of their top players you know uh vooch looked awesome but then like even the game that they won they didn't they didn't play that i, I mean they just looked better than the than the bucks in like every facet of the game yeah for the I, think, whole- I think similar to the lakers blazers though it could have been just like i mean i understand the it's not the same where like the blazers have been playing uh playoff playoff type games but like, where the magic really haven't but uh the Bucks probably were overlooking them too. I mean, yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Pe- the the coach, yeah, which, is, which is normal. NBA, NBA coaches will tell you that their teams are never over. Any professional sports can tell you teams never overlooking them, but the Bucks, you know, they're going to beat the Magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's impossible human. not to for a team like that. Yeah, they're only human, and they've been rolling all year. They get shut down. They come in the bubble. They're kind of off a little bit. Giannis is a little testy. They're pressing a little bit. They lose the first game and probably woke them up, and it might have been the best thing to happen to them. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's better to get this out of the way now for teams like that. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I uh, I mean, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves, but I just don't – And expect, with a coach like Bud, too, like Bud is a great coach, but he's traditionally kind of stubborn. And once he – like he's awesome at figuring out a game plan that works and like getting personnel out there that is super effective – like those Hawks teams that were really good in the regular season mm-hmm. when he was coaching them. Um, he's doing the same thing with Milwaukee. Um, he's great at figuring that out, but he sticks with that. And he kind of like rams his head into a wall. 
as a coach and doesn't really make a ton of adjustments to get away from that. And I think the Bucks are kind of built just to roll with that one game plan that they have, which is just Giannis and a ton of shooters. So I don't know if they're built to kind of like, if that's not working to switch into something different, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's actually, that's actually a really good point. And that's what makes like Nick nurse, such a good coach. I don't know if you watched that Raptors uh, Nets game yesterday, but he, if he had done the same thing as coach Bud, he would have just thrown the same guys out there. But Nick nurse saw that that just wasn't working and they were down and I forget what lineup was out there, but it, it like even registered with me. I was like, oh, dude, that's kind of a weird lineup. And they went on like a 10-0 run, and they outscored them like 30-19 to 19 in that fourth quarter. And Nick Nurse made an adjustment. He sat Gasol, who was having a terrible game. He just kind of threw guys mm-hmm. out there, went smaller than normal. And you're right, like like a coach bud obviously like hasn't been able to do that. You know, he had that Atlanta team that, um, won all those regular season games, but then he didn't make adjustments in the playoffs. They got bounced pretty early every time. And then, yeah, I wonder if he's just like not a good playoff coach. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's odd because obviously he's a he's a great coach. Like I was yeah. saying, I'm not trying to like saying I'm not trying to say he sucks or anything, but like no, but yeah, I, it's just I weird. Mean, I didn't, I, there's something to be said about making adjustments mid series, and that's why I love the NBA playoffs. And I wish that they would do that. And that's something kind of cool about baseball is they play a series every time that these teams play each other, you know, so you can make adjustments and learn how to pitch to a guy and like do things like that. That's one of the coolest things about the NBA when they're playing these seven game series is you're facing that same team minimum four games in a row, you know, so maybe Mm -hmm. Bud is able to come up with a game plan that works pretty well during the regular season facing all these different teams, but then with the same amount of prep time and film for four, four to seven games, you know, maybe he comes back down to earth a little bit or other guys are able to outcoach him. I wonder too, and I mean, he's, he's done it in two different places, but with the Bucks, like, what else do you do? Like, your team is that we have Giannis who, I mean, he can do a lot, but he's not going to, He's he needs to be playing the way that he's playing. Like, there's not really an adjustment you can make with him, I don't think. So I, I think, think you could, I, like, maybe just throw different guys out there. I, I mean, yeah. like, Brooke, Brooke Lopez looked looked terrible that first game, you know, and, and they didn't do anything about it. Or uh, what's his name was uh, Covington was like taking like the majority of the shots in that fourth quarter when they were trying to come back. And it just seems like, it seems like I like kind of agree with Dan. Just, he just doesn't make adjustments, but you're right. I don't think I know the bucks, the bucks roster well enough to even know what adjustments he should make, you know? Well, and then there's also, right, like, yeah. There's also the thing in like basketball where it's like, well, these guys are good shooters; they just have to keep shooting. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I mean, and they did. I'm like, not, I'm it, not disagreeing with you guys. I'm just saying, like, I can understand, like, with this, like, with the team that he has, why he's stubborn about how he's going to play it. That might be, a really yeah, good and and mm-hmm. it's one game. Maybe that's smart to not overreact because you guys had, you guys were like the best regular season NBA team of all time. Right? Didn't yeah. they have the biggest point differential ever? I think so. Yeah, yeah. And every point that every point that I had made about that is just uh, it's all hypothetical and looking forward to a situation when he might have to react against a serious team that isn't the Orlando Magic. That's yeah. a team like the Raptors or the Celtics. It's you know who they're going to face in the conference finals, you know, or the Heat even in the, in the next round. Um, but yeah, Jim Jim makes a really good point. Yeah, like I don't know how else you would 
um, structure a team to play when you have a guy like Giannis. Like they're they're doing what you're supposed to do. Giannis, stop, uh, and, stop driving. And it works. Start being a shoot first player. Right, exactly. Um, so yeah, I, they, they, they'll be fine in this series. I think we're all we're all in agreement on that. The one kind of alarming thing, I'm looking at, le- at least from game two, I'm not sure how, I don't remember how he did in game one. I assume it wasn't good because they uh, the whole team didn't play well, but Chris Middleton oh, has yeah, been awful. Said, yeah, yeah, he's been terrible. terrible. Yeah. Yeah, he hasn't been good at all. Let me let me look up his stats in that first and game. And what and what he came did he he came just short of the what is it? 50 yeah. 50 40 50, with 20 yeah, plus 50. points. Mhm. Would have yeah, which was like a crazy Bird. company. I think it's just Bird uh and Curry. Maybe one Steve other Steve Nash has got to be up there, right? What's that? Is Steve Nash up there? Or does he not have enough points? Yeah, I don't think Nash. I think I think Nash like averaged like eighteen during those seasons. It was like it was like crazy company. It was like it was like Wilt, like Jordan Bird. All oh, right, Wilt and Jordan and then, were there too. It was Wilt, Jordan, yeah. Bird, and Staff, and then Chris and, and Chris then Middleton. Chris Middleton. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Game one, Middleton was four of twelve from the field, two of six from three for fourteen points. Took six free throws. Game two today, he was one of eight from the field, zero of four from three. Didn't take any free throws. Five rebounds, six assists, two points, thirty-one minutes. Oh my god, he had he oh. had eight he had eight shots in thirty-one minutes. Yeah, and he made one of them. Maybe he, maybe he's the one going really stir crazy, and he's the only one. And the NBA is like, we have to wrap this up. <laughs> Yeah, he's from game one when the Orlando, when the Magic scored their first bucket. He was like, "All right, I don't see how we're gonna come back from this. Let's end this series. I don't feel like playing anymore. We don't have home court. Let's get out of here." One, two, three, Cancun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we we all think the Bucks will be fine. I do, we don't have to talk about the Orlando Magic. Um, good for them. They're here. It's great. Um, we want to move on to the. Uh, Another another thrilling series in the East. The uh, the Raptors and the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I think game two was was that today or was that yesterday? That was um, yesterday, and it yeah, was yesterday. So. It was decently close for a while, but then again, Nick it was the Raptors were up. down for most of that game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Raptors are up 2-0 in that series. What do we we all have? What do we have here, Jim? It seems like you have the the records in front of you. I screenshotted our uh, text conversation so that I could uh, pull this up. So what we got, the uh, Kevin has the um, Raptors in five, and we had the Raptors in also five. Got okay. Um, I'm glad I'm glad we're not making the pit. Like in our in the old version of the podcast, our picks we like really paid attention to them. Who cares? We just we we agree on that kind of stuff too much. We just got to get in to our our juicy analysis. We, yeah, <laughs> that's what the, that's what the fans for. are clamoring for. We need a Skip Bayless type or a ball. Oh, dude, what's mm. what was, uh, Can you imagine Lavar Ball? Oh, oh man, Lavar <laughs> Ball. Lavar Ball. I I can pull up a picture of him right now. I don't even have to imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember how he looks. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Him. No, just imagine your own Lavar Ball. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, talking about the Raptors, they've 
them and the Blazers have been the best bubble teams. The Raptors have been locked in because didn't didn't like Canada send them here in like March or like super early? Yeah, they've been down there longer than <laughs> as soon as as soon as the coronavirus uh, landed ashore in the in the states. The NBA sent the Raptors to Orlando. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, they were down there like a week before everybody else because of because they had to come in from Canada. But yeah, they've looked awesome. I don't know. There's not a lot to say about this series um, uh, for me. I got nothing. The Raptors look I mean, great. I guess, I guess the only question is they kind of go with, you know, against what I was talking about earlier where, you know, they're similar to like a Thunder team. You know, they don't have that superstar. They don't have that Harden that they can rely on. Can a team that is just like a solid team that has different guys step up every day, can they win a championship? Last year they kind of did, but that's not really fair because I mean Kawhi is a superstar, you know. Yeah. I was gonna say I don't know if I I don't know if I can think of a team that has had like a starker because you always hear the cliche this cliche cliche about a team that's like oh they know how to win now now that they've won they're a different they're a different yeah. team they approach the game differently. That's actually true with the Raptors. Like they look like they're like because they've had horrible playoff luck the, for. Yeah. You know, this um, ever since they've had, you know, DeRozan and Lowry and they kept like running into LeBron teams and getting smoked and getting embarrassed in the playoffs. Um, but since since they've won, even without Kawhi now, obviously, they look totally different. They look like a super confident team. Like people are saying that they're like the new Spurs of the NBA. They have this like awesome organizational setup there with Masai mm-hmm. and Nick Nurse. Um, and players like Kyle Lowry and Marcus Saul, and you have like surprise superstars like Pascal. Um, yeah, they look amazing. But yeah, so I think yeah, the difference between a, a team like them and a team like the Thunder is that they've won. And this is, I think, this is a cliche where you can actually—it's actually true. Yeah, it's it's funny talking about the Raptors like this too, because on the, the last two times we've been talking about the Raptors, like even last year when they had Kawhi, like we were still making jokes about how, well, the Raptors aren't going to win the playoffs. Yeah. And they did. Yeah, yeah. Even, yeah, well, even, even at the start of this postseason, I was still seeing stuff. that's like, Oh man, like let's see if the Raptors lose game one of the playoffs. Cause they always do. Like they, they've won like wh- what, like maybe like two game ones ever. <laughs> they always lose game one in the playoffs in their playoff series. So, um, it's like still a thing with them, but yeah, they, they, they look like maybe the best team in the NBA right now. Besides the Blazers. Yes. Yeah. Besides the Blazers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they really do. The one thing that helps them is being in the East though. You know, I mean, this is a different story yeah. where we're talking about the thunder. Can you imagine the thunder playing the nets right now? You know, we would be talking about the same thing. It's fun, right. funny now, like in the last one, Dan said we don't have to talk about the Orlando Magic. This time I'm like, why are we going to talk about the Nets? Like in the West, both teams in every in every matchup are compelling and cool. The The East has has gotten better at the top, but the, the teams that sneak into the playoffs on the bottom all suck. Yeah. Yeah, the top four, yeah. Yeah, and to, to your point, I we, we still have made, like it's progress that the top four in the East are actually good. Yeah, because it used, like it used to be. Like, we, yeah, we talked about it before. Like those LeBron, the Heat Pacers years. It was the Heat and like the Pacers were the next best team was just all right. But um, well, yeah, here's my question. Not, not a lot here. 
besides the Bucks, would any team in the e- is is any team in the East better than any of the teams, the eight teams in the West? Maybe Jazz Nuggets. Like, would you take Celtics over Jags Nuggets or Jazz Nuggets? Would you take? Would you would you take Raptors over Jazz Nuggets? I I don't think I would take them over yes. the Mavs or the Blazers. You would. Yes. Yeah. 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 The Raptors and the Celtics are legitimately very good, and they would be good in the West. Because they're so deep. They have so many wings that are all really good and, like, switchy, and they can score a ton when they need to and stop people when they need to. Um, yeah, those two right. teams, right the, the, the like Bucks, Raptors, and Celtics, the Bucks, Raptors, and Celtics would all still be really good in the West. Yeah. And yeah, maybe right. maybe even the Heat. The Heat would still be pretty good out there too. Dan, okay, Dan, but where would you have them? Like, so the Bucks, you're gonna put as a, you know, if you don't like them as the two seed, you might yeah. like them as the one. You might like them as the best team, but you you mm-hmm. like them as top three. Where do the other ones fall? Like, do you think? Like, if I had to, if I had to put them, yeah, in if the, you had to guess where the Celtics would have finished in the West, what do you think? Probably so. The Jazz are the sixth seed in the West, and the Thunder were the fifth. Probably like between four and six. I wouldn't have been surprised to see them land in either in any of those spots. And do you think that they would get out of that first Maybe round? Even three. Um, Maybe. yeah, they could. Yeah, I'm with Dan there. I was just I, I I'm not I'm not even I was a little bit almost playing devil's advocate. I I think I tend to agree a little more with Dan. Um, that there's I mean they're, more parody they're definitely they're definitely good good regular season teams especially with that depth and just you know Celtics Raptors are going to win a ton of games in the regular season I would just like to see either of those teams matched up against like a Mavs Blazers I think that that'd be interesting you know considering those are a seven and eight team going against a two three seed you know yeah that's more what I was kind of right. saying but like Jazz and Nuggets yeah. are like in that same vein but I would take the Raptors. I would take the Raptors and Celtics over the Jazz and the Nuggets. Yeah, I trust those teams a ton more than those other ones. And I'd be super disappointed um, if that happens in real life because that means they're matching up in the finals. That'd be like <laughs> yeah. uh, Celtics, Celtics, Jazz Nuggets, finals. Celtics, Jazz would be <laughs> terrible. Celtics, Jazz would be awful. I wouldn't even know. Who to, I would root for the Jazz because fuck the Celtics, but. Celtics Jazz could 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 white people be any happier with that <laughs> <Yeah>. series? Um, <laughs> God. Um, all right. Do do we have anything else on the Raptors and uh, the Nets? Move on. Nope. Let's move on. Um, three six uh, in the East team we just talked about Celtics and the Sixers quite a lot uh, to talk about in this series specifically. I mean, we talked about the Celtics, so I, I don't know how much more we had to say about them even because they've just been awesome. Um, yeah. But I, I think most of the talking points with this series is with Philadelphia who are down 0-2 to the Celtics. Jim, why don't you give us, before we dig into it, give us, uh, give everybody our uh, series predictions on this one. Uh, we had, me and Dan had Celtics in five. Kevin had, Kevin had Sixers in four. I'm kidding. He also had Celtics in five. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, obviously we're all pretty confident about the Celtics going in here, but I think uh, that even looks like a stretch. uh, The Sixers getting this to five games because they look brutal so far. They look 
fucking awful. They look terrible, and Embiid's not the type of superstar where he's going to step up for one game to avoid the sweep to you know have some respect. He's he's the type that gives no. up. He's certainly no dame. He uh, he's just like known for that. He's known for mm-hmm. giving up mid game. <laughs> Which is a cool legacy. It is a cool legacy. <laughs> he needs me to stop watching games because I I know he's good, but like every time I turn on a game, he's just there like being a ball stopper and sucking. Yeah. But yeah, he, he just looks like he doesn't so want good. he doesn't want to play. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I, I understand. Like I'm not I obvious and it's obviously not every time. I mean I think no, had- I mean, I get exactly what you're saying because when he looks bad, he looks really bad because he gets lazy and starts launching threes. And it's like, no, get get near the rim. That's where you dominate. And, and I didn't watch that whole game yesterday, but I was like, I kept like uh, flipping it on every now and then. And anytime I watched, he was just sucking. And then like, I'm like, how, like this, he's playing terrible. What does he have? He had like 30 points. Well, yeah, so that game was crazy because that the, he he had like a, a a career high points in the first quarter. He had 11 in the first quarter, and then I want to say he had like 20, 22, 26 at half, something crazy. He didn't get a shot in the last like five and a half minutes of that game. And yeah, that first ended, game was close. He ended with 34, mm-hmm. 10, and 3. So, I mean. Okay, okay, that was game two. I was uh, referencing game one because I think he up. ended up with like 20, 27 he ended up with, and they – it was like a talking point. They just weren't getting him the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, game one was the one when everyone was clamoring. Everyone was wondering why the hell he wasn't getting the ball. Um, but yeah, even now, I'm not sure how much of a difference that's going to make because it's. Cl- I think it's clear none of those guys even want it. That's that's where it's most clear, like where the bubble effect has taken hold, and these guys are clearly just like, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. We do not want to be here anymore. They 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 want no part of the Celtics, and they have they want no part of being down there anymore. Yeah, I want to talk about the Sixers a little bit because I I like liked the Sixers or I liked them to the effect where I was I was super curious how it was going to play out. And I feel it's a little unfair that we didn't get to see how it would play out with the Simmons injury, you know, because like you mean the Sixers specifically that you're only talking this season, correct? This season. Yes. I I mean, I don't know if you meant they they had a ton of questions to answer this season. You know, I mean, if this mm-hmm. is going to work yeah. or not, because there's no way they run this back or do they use the Simmons injury as an excuse and they do run it. Back? I mean, there's no there's no way. I mean, they're, they're at least getting a new coach for sure. Oh, well, I, I mean, if we want to talk about that, Brown should have been fired like two years ago. Like we've yeah. been hearing about how bad of a coach he is for like two years. Um, I bet, you know, like I know he has a weird roster and I do blame Elton Brand for that. Uh, I think he just made baffling move after baffling move, signing Harris to that huge deal, signing Horford. What do you need Horford for? I don't know. Yeah. Bizarre signing. It, but it was in hindsight. It was at the beginning of this season. People were all, people were slobbering over the Sixers because they were this huge behemoth team. And people were like, how are people going to defend their size? And you have guys who aren't just big, but skilled. Like people were saying that. Yeah. But that contract looks, that contract looks terrible in hindsight for sure. Cause Al Horford's been trashed this whole year, but, but Al Horford before Horford's this season, they're playing him. They're playing him out of position. He's played the, he's, he hasn't played this way his whole career. That's why they were bringing him off the bench, and he was finally successful. 
Like that's something yeah. you should you should recognize as a GM. You know, like mm-hmm. that's your job. Yeah, but yeah. to be fair, he like his reference from his career is being traded for Eddie Curry and Tyson Chandler. Like he doesn't know what a good trade looks like. Yeah, <laughs> which actually we could talk about that. Why does the NBA keep having X players? Every other league is smart and has like Harvard educated guys that yeah. know how to like build teams. Why are we getting Elton Brand and Vladi Divac? Every now and then. Every now and then you'll get like in the NFL or any of the other ones, you'll get like the random guy who's just and and sometimes they do well and sometimes they don't, but like like your Elway uh Lynch with the yeah. 49ers. But in in basketball, like there hasn't has there been one that's Ainge. Ainge? Yeah. Ainge. Um Jerry Jerry West. Now I feel West. like now I feel like we're starting to tiptoe on like a very racist uh we're just naming the white guys. Well no, they've just they've just been successful. I I, I mean uh you know they're I think I think in basketball though, Kevin, what it really is is a lot like more and more these days they're trying to uh they're trying to hire the guys that players are going to like. Like, I was just going to, okay, I, I thought you were going to say that and I was going to flip out before you you were even able to finish that sentence. I'm so sick of this fucking recruiting shit that hasn't worked out. It's only worked out for the Heat and the Warriors. Yeah. Like, that's it. We've been talking about, like, Wade coming to Chicago to, like, recruit guys. We've been talking about, I'm trying to think of other examples of that. Where we with, Like, this fucking cap space where the Knicks are clearing all this cap space to, like, get LeBron. I'm just so sick of hearing about, like, like that's not a plan, you know. Like yeah. signing the best player in the universe as a free agent, like, isn't a viable plan to build a franchise. No, I, I agree with you. Like, and I'm like, not mad at you because because that's what everybody says, and that it, is like one. Yeah, one thing. Like, I'm also I'm not saying that that's a good way to go. I'm saying yeah. that that is that is very like very clearly is a big consideration when they're hiring GMs these days. Yeah, which seems insane. It's like, hire Maury. Like, like, what are you doing? Hinky was fine, too. I know he was a crazy person, but, like, actually, he wasn't crazy at all. He got an unfair rap. But, like, Hinky, like, hire smart guys. Like, what are you doing? Well, look at, yeah. look, look at what the Bulls just did with Eversley. I'm not saying he's not going to be good. I know he's not, and I know he's not a player, so he doesn't fit exactly this conversation. But when they hired him, they were like, he has good relationships with players. He was like, a, yeah, he for Nike, didn't he? Yeah, and it's just like, what do you do? Like, like that's all it is. We're just like hiring cool guys, you know, and then and then, <laughs> and then, and then they never pay he's- off. Hey guys, we got a new GM. Guess what? He's a pretty cool guy. <laughs> uh, the, I mean, Jim, you're you're a thousand percent right because uh, the Knicks just did that too with that uh, Leon Rose guy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not surprising at all because it's the Knicks. The Knicks I'm are going, awesome. I'm going to the Bulls because Eversley seems like a real cool guy to hang out with. A lot of players, are, like players, are really looking for a GM they can hang out with. I yeah. was gonna say, like, how the. Yeah, a cool a cool GM that the players interact with five times during a season, and they say they say hi, sir, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, cool. Um, but yeah, you, you're right. You, you're right. 
uh, on that. They like you need to build your team in the way that gets you the most chances and the most bites at the apple. And swinging swinging for the superstar one time isn't that obviously. Yeah. Um, so, and yeah. we all learned that when like nine teams tried to do that and then teams end up signing like Tyler Johnson to a near max deal, you know? Yeah, exactly. It already didn't um, work. And it's infuriating that these guys are able to make these stupid decisions at the top that haven't worked over and over again. Like it, try something new. Yeah. Yeah. But um, to your point, um, we, we went on a, uh, uh, operational tangent there. Um, to your point about the Sixers running this back next year, um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to use this the Simmons thing as an excuse to keep this core together. Um, I kind of hope they don't because I'm not sure how much it works. They were garbage during the season anyway. Yeah, they're not like they were. They were. Good, they were really good at home, but they were just at. They were complete trash on the road. Um. And then once they got down to the bubble, they were even worse. So it would be hilarious um, if they got rid of all these pieces and then like were immediately good and like trusting the process was the stupidest thing of all time. <laughs> yeah. Although uh, we don't know, yeah. Mickey didn't get to run it out. Maybe that was the process. Yeah, because oh, he had the long con. That was unfair because I mean he drafted Okafor and he and we and we never got to see Hinky Okafor together. <laughs> I bet they still hang out a lot. Yeah. Well, I think he's just a cool guy. He wasn't a good basketball mind. <laughs> I mean, any anybody named Hinky is automatically cool. That's yeah. a cool name. Hinky, Hinky was a he. He had no idea. He wasn't smart. He was a stupid idiot. But he was just cool as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> cool as fuck. Stupid idiot. <laughs> uh, that's their pitch when they go into like the 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 owner of the team. Well, I got a candidate for the G- open GM job. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's a stupid idiot, but he is cool as fuck. All <laughs> right. Hanky, what do I, where do, what do I have to sign? Hinky fucking skateboards into the office, does a kickflip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he can do nollies, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's good. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, the Sixers are fucked. Um, the Celtics are probably going to sweep them. Um, last series, four or five. Uh, well, I think the Celtics. It, I don't like the Celtics. I don't like talking about them. But dude, Tatum, Tatum is legit. Yeah, Tatum's awesome. He he's very good. Yeah, fuck the Celtics. And then um, Brown, and and then a, I mean, they just make fantastic picks. Tatum, uh, Brown. People were questioning. He's 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 putting it together. Um, Kemba, who I love, he's looked good, which I'm happy about. I was worried about his knee. Um, but, yeah, fuck the Celtics. We can move on. They're, yeah, and they're in trouble because their GM's a nerd. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, 4-5 in the East last series, the uh, Pacers and the Heat. The Heat, who are the five seed. I always, I thought they were the four. I thought they were, like, locked into the four forever, but they're the five seed, actually, in this series. Not that it matters, but um, they are up. 2-0 in this series. Uh, Jim, give us our r- the rundown of the picks here. I keep forgetting I got to do this. Um, we've got... <laughs> Every time. <laughs> I don't blame you. I didn't even screenshot it, so I shouldn't laugh. I was going to say, uh, neither did I. And we never told you that you were going to do this. We just kind of <laughs> ad-libbed yeah, our did, way into it. I did it on my own. You're welcome. Kevin <laughs> <Cabinet laughs> had beaten six. 
Jim and Dan had Heat and four. Oh, that's awesome. The Heat sweeps. All right, yeah, we got a little variability here. Um, yeah, uh, what do we think here? The Heat, are, the Heat obviously look pretty good so far. We talked a little bit about um, Jimmy Butler before, uh, yeah, before, before we got on tonight. Before you jumped on, we were just I was just talking about like I've always been a Jimmy Butler fan, even when he went a little bit crazy. But yeah. I think I think that turned a lot of people off. But I'm a Marquette guy, so I'm always stick by Jimmy Butler. But uh I think people should be all be coming around on him right now. Have you seen that Mick Ultra commercial? He's singing, he's he's kinda making fun of himself. I like him again. Um <laughs> I don't it turns him around. I don't think I was ever like dis I I was never fully like disliking Butler. Um he was clearly an asshole because he he like just was. He was like the definition of an asshole and he you know, you know, he um admits that himself. And actually he had a he had a quote today that like Miami's the perfect place for him because he could like cuss out teammates if they don't do their job, but like he does the same to him. And I get it. Towns and Wiggins were probably fucking awful to play for and it made him look a little worse than he actually was. It's, you know, like he's like, like borderline Kobe, you know, like Kobe's allowed to do it, but he's yeah. not. But I guess it's because Kobe wins. Um, it, it's like you were on with me and Dan when we were talking about it. that's like a lot of what we were saying. Like when he when he went off the reservation, like. Even though he did not handle that the right way, he like was acting like that for the right reasons. He had talented guys who were just being puds and he was tired of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. And he just wants the best. And, I I mean, he's a second-round pick that became a top-ten player, you know? I mean, he obviously has the work ethic. He's obviously a crazy person. Didn't he show up to, like, the first practice in the bubble at, like, 4 a.m. or, like, something stupid, which was clearly just so he could, like, tell people that, you know? Which is kind of um, because he's kind of a hard similar to, like, J.J. Watt. He got, uh, he got, uh, it was like a noise complaint or something in his hotel. And when they came up, when they came out to his room, he was, uh, he was like deadlifting at like 3 a.m. That's hilarious. In his hotel room. Yeah. Yeah. But awesome. I'm sure. But yeah, shirt, sure, there's a shirt. He was rock hard. He was actually masturbating and just got up and <laughs> pretended to be deadlifting when they got there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> The old fantasy move. Yeah, you know, Kevin, oh, I don't think fantasy listens, but if he does, shout out. <laughs> so he does. So he deserves to be talked about behind his back because he doesn't listen. That's yeah. fucking. That is fair. That'll, um, that'll teach him to answer a question from Brandon Irons. If you if you guys remember our first um, ever episode too, that was was pretty awful. Um, <laughs> we and they're so good now. We did the trade machine, <laughs> and my whole move was to make the All Marquette team. And Jimmy Butler and Jay Crowder, like the Heat are the Heat are my East favorite. I think. I mean, not to win, but I, they're the team I'm cheering for the most. Uh, yeah, they. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I was gonna ask: Is like, are you guys worried at all that this is just the Pacers being trash? And not the Heat being that good. Not that the Heat aren't good. Um, oh, I, I think that's, I think that's almost certainly the case. Yeah, Robinson like, looks fucking awesome. Um, Butler looks great. The Heat are uh, the Heat are good, but they're going to get trounced by some of these other teams in the East. Even like forget. I mean, 
I, we don't. I don't think we have to talk about the West. I don't think they're going to be playing any teams from the West. Yeah, <laughs> Jazz maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Jazz. Um. I, yeah, I think I think I agree that a lot of it is the Pacers that they're just a horrible matchup for the Heat. Um. I don't think the Heat are that bad though. I think all yeah, no, four sorry. of the I, East I teams phrase that terribly, but yeah, talk about the Heat. Sorry. No, I think I think that the Heat, I think the Heat could push any of the other te- the other three teams in the East. I think like like they're going to play the Bucks in the next round. I would not be surprised if that went seven. Um, the way Butler's playing, Butler looks awesome. You have guys like we just we just talked about. Robinson is like seems like he's automatic from three. Uh, even got like Dragic has looked amazing these two games against the Pacers, which we said might just be due to the fact that they're playing the Pacers and. If they play a team with like Eric, if Eric Bledsoe just clamps down on him, I think yeah. that might be enough to kind of put him out. But he's playing really well. Uh, it, it, it's better than him not showing up at all. Yeah. Um, you just have a lot of different guys that are contributing. Tyler Hero has had a couple of good games. Uh, it just seems like they have a bunch of pieces that they can throw at teams. So I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, push the Bucks to seven or even it, it, like an upset against that team in a bubble environment. I don't think would be that shocking. No. No. No, Especially right. the way the Bucks are playing too. So, and yeah, man, Robinson's like playing out of his mind. I think he made seven three pointers today. Let me double check. Yep, so he was he was seven of eight from three. And he had yeah, and he had twenty four points. So that was what he did. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, it is all he does. Yeah. He just runs around off screens, off the arc, and shoots right when he catches the ball. Um, yeah, they look good. The Pacers are pretty, the Pacers have always been a pretty boring team and they continue to do that. They're pretty unexciting. Um, yeah, yeah, it's tough without, with, from, with them without, without Hibbert. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think some verticality down there. Uh, I was going to say they, they haven't had Sabonis, which is a big thing uh, yeah. that I don't think people are talking about. He's obviously, he's their all-star. So not having him is, is obviously a pretty huge blow. Oladipo yeah, I mean, hasn't been the same. Like, he's only like, playing 10 minutes a game. Yeah, he averaged like 18 and 12 this year or something crazy. He was awesome, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, obviously TJ Warren was kind of the the uh, the bubble boy from the, the uh, seeding games. <laughs> he's been all right. He's been all right these first two games, but he certainly hasn't been. Like, he was, he was averaging like 45 a game for the seeding well, games. Well, he's one of those um, guys where, again, it comes down to a series where – they're going to make adjustments, and when a team is just strictly has a game plan to not have you score, it's difficult. And that's why guys, yeah, like, that's why guys like Luca and KD and you know LeBron, where you have everybody just like hardened, they're they're just trying to stop these guys. They're not able to do it. A guy like TJ Warren is a great third option, but if you have a game plan strictly to limit him, he's not going to do well. Right, I flat out hate that super hard. <laughs> I plan on hate the Pacers as an organization. We already touched on it with like you had to cheer for him against the Heat that one year, and the, the, that that like hurt. I hated him with Miller when he was playing against the Bulls. Oh, the worst! The only thing I like about him is Larry Bird. Yeah, that's the literally the only likable thing about the Pacers. They're they have a stupid no. team name. Stupid <laughs> team name. The color the colors are lame. Uh Back in the day when like every team had cool uniforms, their their like pinstripe blue uniforms were lame as hell to me at least. Um, 
Reggie Miller is like their their best superstar ever, and that guy's lame. And he's I, still I he's still ruining basketball. Oh, he's the worst now. He ruins every game. <laughs> he is. He is. I know. Who are we gonna get? Who are we gonna get? Reggie Miller or Chris Weber to ruin this game? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like Weber. Yeah, Weber's tough too. No, I don't, one thing I don't I've noticed about one thing I've noticed with Weber is like about every five minutes, and and maybe it was just in this one game in particular. He'll give a shout out to like some random group. Like I just got to give a shout out to all the people working the bubble. Like you don't really see them. I just got to give a shout out to our producers. <laughs> They're doing a great job. I got to give a shout yeah, out. Yeah, every two seconds. Yeah, <laughs> I think he like I think he like recognizes that every that that he sucks and everybody's just like he's just trying to suck up to his bosses because he talks about that all the time. He compliments the referees constantly. Which yeah. is fine. You don't. He you don't does. Even, oh. Yeah, that was one of the people he gave a shout out to. They were they're doing a wonderful <laughs> job in the bubble. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, like it's fine. We don't need to shit on the refs all the time, but like they they don't deserve to be complimented. Like I don't think they've been that great. No, and they've been like it's been a storyline that they've that they it's it's been like a storyline that they've been oddly bad. Like they've called a ton of fouls. Yeah, in the bubble. Yeah. Um, Actually, they've been weird. They've been weirdly tight. Weber's point was like he was talking about how they've been good, but his like the thing it was just that they weren't giving people home court advantage because there's no one at home. Like he didn't understand. <laughs> like what they're gonna be like? Well, the Lakers are at home, so we're gonna give them more calls tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, I just want to shout out all the Lakers fans out there that couldn't be here tonight. <laughs> I want to shout out Dan, fucking Chris Dan, I think he might have shouted Laker. out Laker. <laughs> Laker, Laker Nation. I just want to shout out Denzel and, and Jack. <laughs> yeah, those are the two people he named. No, Denzel I was hoping he would uh, uh, shout out the uh, Sunglass Bros or the Lakers guy. Lakers. Lakers. Lakers, man. That guy rules. That guy rules and that guy was a virtual fan. Did you guys see that? That guy. No, he was. That's awesome. Yeah, he was one of the virtual fans early in the bubble. Somebody wow. tweeted a picture of him. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to blow your awesome. mind. I'm going to blow your minds. Someone needs to hire him as a GM tomorrow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> extremely. Oh, oh, my God. Chest hair and a gold chain. He walks in. Yeah, sign. Max deal. KD. <laughs> Giannis and KD. First move, changing the team name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Charlotte Lakers. I, I only wear this chain. <laughs> oh man! Well, LeBron, we got we got rid of Rob Palenka, but you're going to be really happy with the guy we brought in. He's that guy that sits behind the bench and looks like he owns a pawn shop and has a bunch of porn on VCR. Still, <laughs> yeah, you're really going to like him. That that I love old like pornography. Him. <laughs> oh, rewind, rewind. This part's awesome. All these <laughs> chicks shave nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> a shaved woman's a busy woman. <laughs> you know he's you you know you know he doesn't like him shaving for sure. Oh uh, yeah, pause right there. You see that thatch? <laughs> oh my god, that guy rules. Uh, does anyone know who he, do we have details on this guy like do we know his name we need to know his name 
think he's a urologist. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. Yeah, whatever it is, I'm sure he's a urologist. He's Harkaway's brother. (laughs) No, he's um, an OBGYN. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. I'm fist deep all day, boys. (laughs) (laughs) But he still does own a pawn shop. (laughs) Here's the twist. He's really good at it. <laughs> yeah, he's he's very caring. And <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. That guy is the best. So, uh, well, anyway, um, we started that, that rap- Lakers. We ended talking with the Lakers. Yeah, it all. Hey, it all comes back to that guy. Um. Ooh. So yeah, that's where we are. This is this is a a, a thick ass episode yeah, right I now. I got some breaking news. Uh, Dame dislocated his finger in that uh, Lakers game. No, I was gonna no. say I noticed that. I have I have it on in the background right now, and I noticed he did something to his hand. Um, I saw X-ray. X-rays right? are negative though. That's usually that? fine unless there's like a torn. That's usually fine unless there's like a torn ligament, right? Like I think it's just sore for yeah, a day or it, two. It says X-ray negative. So that should be yeah, good. Okay. That's, and, but I also saw this happening, and that's why I had him in seven, not six. Oh yeah, there you go. It's just part of the story. I'm I'm googling Lakers guy background story, and I just keep getting Rick Fox hits. Ooh, another suave, another Ooh, suave man. I don't know if he's as handsome as our guy, Rick but Fox. you know, <laughs> it's Rick. <laughs> it's Rick. <laughs> what an actor! It's Rick Fox. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got range. <laughs> I, I found him. I found him, dude. He's gained a lot of weight. Well, hey, you're... this shit. <laughs> yes. Rick, say save it. Fox save it. Let's do a pod on him. He. Uh, oh, you want me to save it? You want me to say his name at least? Because this is like a two-hour podcast right now, boys. Can I? Can I say his yeah, name? Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah. Is it good enough to say right now, or should we save yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Gary so, Zellman. Z- What's the last name? Gary Zellman. Love it. Oh, old GZ. <laughs> Gary Martin Zellman. He goes by three names, actually. It says it. I thought they were just going to like do that for his. Yeah, he goes by Gary Martin Zellman. Awesome. Man, king. Absolute king. All right, well, that's where we are right now. We're going we're, we're gonna to stop this bad boy now because, like we said, this is a thick-ass long boy that we got going right now. Um, but, yeah. Playoffs have been pretty good so far. Hopefully, we'll be back uh, check in later on, and uh, once round two gets going, right now so we'll see you guys back then. to just below the rim. I, I know. know we didn't even talk any other balls, but we, we filled this talk, bad boy we up. We'll get back to other Redden, balls next time. Hating gay people. We didn't talk uh, more unwritten rules of baseball. But it, it's yeah, the we'll NBA. come back. We'll get back to it. So, all right. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Later. Ball out.